Welcome back to the I Hear Design podcast. I'm your host, Robert Yeminen, Chief Content Director of INS, and this episode is being brought to you in partnership with Armstrong Flooring. Evidence-based design is not a new concept in the healthcare design industry, but it's perhaps never been more important as we find ourselves in a post-pandemic world. Design decisions that are informed by credible research can have a significant impact on patient satisfaction and outcomes, as well as better support for caregiving staff. But how do these decisions impact not only people's health, but the financial health of the hospital or the bottom line of a project? And what role does flooring play in the evidence-based design conversation? To answer these questions and others, I recently sat down with Sandra Sirachi, the Senior Channel Marketing Manager, Healing and Learning at Armstrong Flooring. Drawing on her diverse and deep experience in healthcare, Sirachi explains why flooring is no longer simply a design feature, but an investment in health and safety. Listen in as she explains how healthy environments support the healing process and why that begins at the ground level with the floor. All right. Well, hi, Sandra. It's good to see you. Thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate the opportunity, Robert. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I know we've got quite a bit to talk about today around creating impactful, you know, healthcare spaces through evidence-based design, the role that flooring plays in all of that. But uh, before we do, um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into our conversation. Sounds great. Um, I'm a healthcare designer, first and foremost. I was the AVP for the health practice and client leader at Canon Design here in Boston. And I also worked for a health system for 13 years with planning, design, and construction before moving over to the manufacturer side about seven years ago. And the change in my career there, really, I chose to take my healthcare experience as the customer on the specifier and the end user side and help inform that decision-making process for resilient flooring partners from a new lens, if you will to be recognized as more than just a product manufacturer, but to be seen as a solutions-based partner, one with segment-specific expertise to directly speak to the needs of our customers. But healthcare is also very personal to me. Like many of us in this field, I was the patient in that treatment chair once, and I was able to witness how the built environment impacts one's physical, cognitive, and emotional state. So it's really a driving force for me to use that experience and my passion to be able to give back in some small way to foster the healing environment. On the bigger picture, you know, we all recognize that healthy environments support the healing process. And realistically, that begins at the ground level with the floor. So by using evidence-based design and research, my role as the Senior Channel Marketing Manager for Healing and Learning with Armstrong Flooring informs and supports our entire team's effort to continually create flooring solutions that contribute to greater connection, safety, and overall well-being in any built environment. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for sharing that personal story, too, Sandra. Um, and I know we're here to talk about, uh, you know, healthcare design. And obviously, uh, you touched on evidence-based research, which points to the healing environment uh, and its impact on patient satisfaction. So as a commercial resilient solutions provider, what would you say are some of the elements in your products that uh, can really help foster patient satisfaction and outcomes? Yeah, I, I think it's that evidence-based flooring selection promotes those positive patient outcomes. And we know that through research that's been done, but it also supports caregiver retention. It's mitigating those never events of slip trip fall and infection control, those that are non-reimbursable to the health system. And our customers and specifiers acknowledge that there's links between the physical environment, patient and staff outcomes, as a direct result of having utilized the evidence-based design process. Now, as a healthcare designer, I have my EDEX certification from the Center for Health Design. Armstrong Flooring is an Affiliate Plus member of the center, And the center defines EBD as the process of basing decisions about the built environment 
on credible research to achieve the best possible outcomes. It's a methodology that emphasizes the use of data that helps influence the design process. The ability to be able to measure physical and psychological effects of the built environment on its occupants. And the T.H. Chan School of Public Health at Harvard shares that flooring is a critical component within the larger system of environmental factors. So to that point, flooring is often overlooked as a solution for its actionable impact on patient experience. As consumers, when we walk into a space, we form an impression in those first 30 seconds, right, of how does the place feel? Well, when we walk into a hospital, it's about how will I or my loved one get good, safe, quality care here? So specific to the floor, it's perception of cleanliness, and that's attributed to that factory-applied top coat for ease of maintenance, durability, scuff and stain resistance, all attributes that are able to impact one's first impression. But noise is another factor in healthcare. It is an adverse event, yet it's not benign nor considered neutral. And this is a statement that comes to mind when defining the impact of noise in the healing environment. I remembered reading the article, Creating a Culture of Safety, Reducing Hospital Noise by Susan Mazur. And Susan was the former founder, president, and CEO of Healing Healthcare Systems. And this statement that she had in the article has really stuck with me. But if we ask any patient or family member who spent the night in a hospital, they will tell you that they heard firsthand and they recognize that exposure to noise, those decibel levels, right, how that can initiate stressors. It can also aggravate health issues because when we're unable to sleep, it means our body is unable to heal. So when it comes to evidence-based design research, Roger Ulrich was really the pioneer in healthcare. And his findings suggest that increased noise levels can have a measurable impact on both the patient and the staff experience. And health systems have worked diligently over the last few years to replace paging systems, reduce the frequency and the intensity of those medical alarms. They've installed ambient white noise, they use sound absorbing ceiling tiles, all you know, individual means to reduce the impact of noise in this 24-7, 365 healing environment. But there's also flooring solutions that can help mitigate that in-room impact sound and those ambient noises. And ambient noise is that football sound, those rolling carts from the hallway. But like anything else, right, it's about selecting the right product for the right place. And our health system customers recognize these issues. They're actually pain points for them. Perception of cleanliness and noise levels have a direct impact on the bottom line, specific to patient satisfaction scores. So the center is leading the way with evidence-based design research. And their knowledge repository continues to evolve. Now, Robert, we understand that healthcare is ever-changing. We've seen it so much more so even in the last few years. And with that, the flooring needs of our customers continue to evolve. So as a solutions-based manufacturer partner, we have to anticipate and demonstrate how our product innovation and solutions can continue to foster better outcomes and support return on investment and total cost of ownership for our customers. Yeah, definitely. And you touched on return on investment as well as patient experience there in your response. And I was wondering, how does a pa- does a patient's experience in the acute care inpatient hospital specifically um, impact a, a hospital's financial health? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we forget to connect those dots. Simply put, the patient is top of mind, and it's given the potential impact on the bottom line to the health system. And let me explain a little bit about that. So there's something called pay for performance. And under that is value-based purchasing. Basically what that means is up to 40% plus or minus of a health system's Medicaid dollars are at risk every single quarter for performance measures. And that's based on outcomes. And one of those things is HCAPs. 
and that acronym stands for Hospital Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems. Simply put, what it is is it's a post-inpatient discharge patient satisfaction survey. So as a component of HCAPS, cleanliness of the hospital environment is specific to that perception of clean. So this echoes back to what I shared when we speak about, right, the impact of evidence-based design. And then we have that quietness of the hospital. And this question itself has consistently ranked across the U.S. as one of the lowest rated questions on the HCAP survey. And not surprising, right, because we talked about all those noise factors that are there in that environment. But we can look at HCAPs as having really this cause and effect flow, if you will. So from the room environment and its impression to the patient's experience, how that experience rolls up to satisfaction, how those scores based on their experience, and then how that score ultimately has a direct impact on the reimbursement to the health system. So it's, it's not just about bringing someone into a health system to allow them to heal. It's the ability to be able to meet outcomes and satisfaction, and these are all drivers that help reimburse the health system's bottom line. And if they don't get that money back on a quarterly basis, they lose that. So this is where evidence-based research has found noise levels can contribute to an increased length of stay and medication use. And it also has the ability to impact, you know, the sleep disturbance. So again, with insurance mandates now, the increased length of stay can also impact revenue. Example, if I went in for a hip replacement surgery and I happened to fall and I needed to stay four more days, the health system isn't going to get paid for my fall. That's one of those never events. So that's how it impacts that bottom line. But we've also got to look at the healing environment above and beyond the patient. It is that caregiver who's the foundation of patient care. And these last few years have brought our caregivers to the forefront, specific to their physical, cognitive, and emotional needs. And Ulrich's research suggests that elevated noise levels can lead to emotional exhaustion of caregivers, as well as increased fatigue and staff burnout. So, Robert, these thoughts, right, they, they further reinforce the need to continually evaluate design strategies with interior finishes that can withstand the ever-changing demands of healthcare. And when we're looking specifically at the floor and we focus on that ease of maintenance, that durable, sustainable finish, something that can endure the rigors of cleaning and help with those HCAPS drivers, Armstrong is a sole source provider with a diverse array of flooring solutions created specifically to fulfill those vital needs in the healing environment, bringing peace of mind to your specification, your operations, your patient and caregiver experience, and outcomes with products that provide enhanced well-being and durability. So when I say, does the floor matter? Yes, it does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and speaking of the flooring category, uh, how do good design and the performance characteristics of resilient flooring align for selection, specification, and procurement in the healing environment? I'm going to go back to the Center for Health Design again, and I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but they mm -hmm. are just such a wonderful repository, right? And firmly believe in, in the, the research and the data and everything that they share with those of us in the healthcare industry. But flooring covers every square inch and supports every activity. And it says it can have an actionable impact on, impact on patient experience, outcomes, and safety. So with that, design thinking is more important than ever. And architects and designers have welcomely embraced the opportunity to propel the built environment forward with physical space. But as a manufacturer, we also have the responsibility to continually rethink products, adapt for health, safety, and wellness with solutions that are supporting people. But likewise, we also have to recognize the owner's operational and financial goals because facility design can improve the quality of care 
it can attract more patients, it can recruit and retain staff and enhance operational efficiency and productivity. Simply put, flooring is no longer a design feature. It is an asset in health and safety. And evidence-based design has a step called POE. POE is a post-occupancy evaluation, process of analyzing how our design decisions on a project impacted function and comfort. Typically, a POE is done six to 12 months after occupying a space. Now, we all understand that flooring is a major capital expense, and we have to look at it beyond initial cost, because it's also one of the hardest interior finishes to replace, given the 24-7, 365 nature of the space. So when we do a post-occupancy evaluation, what that does to the industry as a whole is it helps further inform that decision-making process for that space-specific use of products. And one example out there is the World Health Organization. They have some guidelines out there. They say the hospital patient room should be at 35 dBA during the day and 30 dBA at night. But what does that really mean? You know, 40 dB is the pages of a book turning, 50 is the sound of a refrigerator, 60 is normal dinner conversation. So if 40 is the pages of a book turning, how do we even begin to get to 35 or 30, right? So there's one research study out there that showed the average measurements for patient rooms and nursing stations were at 55 dBA during the day and night. So when we think about those sound relationships, the World Health Organization guidelines are a lofty goal, not an easy task to attain given those day-to-day activities. But when we assess the post-occupancy sound levels, what this does is this enables hospital administrators and project designers to continue to identify interventions to help improve those sound levels. Where were we effective? Where were we not? So when we start to drill the floor down to performance characteristics specific to noise, how is it cleaned? What are the decibel levels of that maintenance equipment? From an operational efficiency and safety standpoint, what are the associated person hours to maintain it? Is the floor going to require polish over its usable life? Mitigating cross-contamination, big topic right now, right, in every product that we put in any space. Does it address the the FGI guidelines? Is it monolithic? Can we get an integral base for hygiene and ease of cleaning? And is the flooring a system? Is there one point of contact, one warranty? Is there an underbed warranty? We have to look at the whole picture here from sub-prep to adhesives to the ease of installation, to occupancy, and to maintenance, because speed to market is key across all touch points. Downtime equals dollars, and it is imperative to make informed decisions for total cost of ownership, given the limited capital dollars the health systems have. We all know that they're doing more with less across all levels. And that's why at Armstrong, we use a flooring system approach, and we consider how this system comes together and works together over time. Yeah, and Robert, I have to recognize the fact that we are so fortunate that we have so many talented healthcare design firms and health systems with passionate individuals in this industry that create meaningful, evidence-based spaces that support patients and caregivers and visitors and staff. We know their design drivers are flexibility, resilience, sustainability, and how they target value design to be able to sustain those ever-changing needs. And good design is always top of mind, partnering with suppliers to select specify and procure around product availability is a new collaborative strategy that supports the project schedule, whether we're an IPD project or not. Um, Flooring partners with products made in the USA can really help with those ongoing supply chain concerns. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the design 
community uh, in healthcare is, is so important. Um, and speaking of them specifically, Sandra, where can designers find credible research specific to evidence-based design goals when it comes to flooring specifically? Yeah, there, there are a lot of independent third-party published research studies specific to just the floor. One great resource is HERD. It's Health Environments Research and Design Journal. And what HERD has is its articles and research papers, and it talks about relationships between health and environmental design, organizational design, provider and patient outcomes. But the Center for Health Design also published some research on achieving evidence-based design goals through flooring. And this research shares the value of flooring to support day-to-day activities. And it was soft and hard surface flooring. And it talks about how aesthetics and appearance impact people as they enter and move about a space. And we've discussed that flooring is complex, right? It's integrated, it's a system. And we also understand that there's no single approach that can be used when it comes to select a flooring type. It's really space specific. And we have to know what the basis of design is, what the budget is, what are those flooring characteristics and performance needs. As an example here, a harder floor can mitigate musculoskeletal injury or fatigue, right? Associated with pushing and pulling, say, a patient bed. Mm-hmm. Whereas a softer floor might actually reduce musculoskeletal fatigue associated with extended periods of standing or a nurse walking, you know, five miles on a 12-hour shift. So it's this research that reminds us that flooring has to go beyond aesthetics. Aesthetics is important. Don't get me wrong. That's the final finish. But at Armstrong, we have to really focus on right product, right place. Yeah, definitely. So when it does come to flooring, uh, what are some design decisions uh, that healthcare facilities can utilize that would make patients and caregivers feel more comfortable? Well, I think the healing environment cannot foster patient experience with any single element. It's a combination of interior and exterior finishes, right, that impression when we see a building, as well as the equipment. And that when we combine all these elements together, that's what makes us feel safe. That's what drives outcomes. That's what helps our patient experience and helps mitigate any of those adverse implications that the health system doesn't get reimbursed with. But top of mind today, we hear a lot about biophilic design. And designers are successfully incorporating biophilia, right? And biophilia, if you're not aware, it's that principle that human beings have an innate desire to connect and bond with nature. So from a healthcare setting, it's helping patients, caregivers, and staff and visitors flourish in this loud, stressful, emotional environment. And back in 1993, and this is the beauty of evidence-based research, Ulrich and his colleagues showed that patients that were exposed to a view of nature with water and trees demonstrated less anxiety, required less pain meds, and showed improved recovery times compared to those patients who were exposed to just pictures in a room of trees and water. And then the control group, who basically was just looking at a brick wall, So I think evidence-based research, you know, back to the 90s, is even showing us that it still stands the test of time. And from a flooring perspective, we bring those elements of nature into the space in a variety of ways, right? We can provide the look of wood or stone, the ability to reflect sunlight. But it has to be innovative and purposeful in its design to be able to bring nature indoors through nature-inspired patterns and colors. It's that replication of pattern, color, and texture And this is one way that flooring can help foster the elements of biophilic design by creating those graduated transitions that are commonly seen in nature. And it's another way of just showing how the importance of something as simple, yet as complex as the floor, justifies why aesthetics and performance really become that foundation 
and Robert at Armstrong Flooring, our design focus on incorporating nature into the built environment is to create inspirational, restorative space. Yeah, definitely. So how would you say your customers and specifiers, how can they justify design decisions to support the business case for the flooring? Well, all design decisions ultimately roll up to impact the bottom line, and our healthcare partners are running a business. It is our mission in this industry, and specifically at Armstrong Flooring, to be that sole source flooring solutions provider. And this takes our conversation full circle, right? Back to performance, characteristics, how do we drive these informed decisions? And I like to bucket that into four areas of impact. We've got impact on health and safety, impact on economics, impact on operational optimization, and impact on health and welfare. Yeah. We hear so much right now around the wellness conversation um, in interiors and, and, you know, VOCs, for example. How does the VOC conversation drive flooring decisions and product innovation? Yeah, well, I think we can look at VOC as far as, you know, a, a sustainability standpoint. You know, if I look at your most recent INS editorial, you ended with sustainable design is more important than ever because today good design is synonymous with green design. Hmm. So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about sustainable choices and our mission to reveal everything. So it's through product development and our focus on innovation, and we don't want to lose sight of the importance of sustainable choices. We're committed to bold transparency, and in a way, that makes it easy to understand, right? Easy to access, verified to be true by third-party evaluators, and our goal is to make specifiers and customers' job easier when it comes to making sustainable choices. So when we look at product content, recycling efforts, manufacturing optimization, we're really focused on targeting the right reduction strategies through business changes, and that has to do with third-party verified EPDs, HPDs, Floor source, floor score certification, our on and on recycling program, and being free of orthophthalates and heavy metals. But the other VOC in the industry, right, on the marketing side, becomes the voice of the customer. So they both become super important, right, in a decision-making process. Because hospitals are the keystone in the continuum of care model. And our customers want to see flooring as a benefit to their business, not a liability. So our approach is centered on the voice of the customer. And really, that starts with just listening and learning. And this is this fundamental approach, right, on how do we help you? How can we make your job easier? And collectively, we utilize focus group, like-minded industry partnerships like INS. And through this information process, it helps us understand at a different level the pain points that our customers are faced with. And that really becomes foundational in driving our product innovation because our mission is to help them make informed decisions across all levels of the health system. Flooring is an early and a weighty decision. It is that grounding point of design. We know this health system's capital dollars are challenged. And if we look at a procurement standpoint, return on investment, outcomes, and patient experience drive all of their purchasing decisions. Well, flooring should be no different. And we heard from our customers that they want one point of contact. And we took that to heart. So we've given them the Armstrong Flooring Guaranteed Installation System. It's a part of the warranty that states if you use the recommended adhesives with the floor, that we will provide a warranty for the length of the product, warranty that was there. So basically, it doubles it. So when you combine that with our diverse array of space-specific product solutions, we're giving our customers that single point of contact. It's a risk mitigation, and it allows them to have one person and one company to go back to from a warranty standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's great. And I love that you quoted my editorial as well. So thank you for that. Um, Sandra, do you have any closing thoughts you want to leave with our listeners today? 
I just would like to say thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation. You know, on behalf of all of us at Armstrong Flooring, we appreciate all that you and your team do at INS to support and inform our industry. And to our listeners, really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule to tune in. There is so much noise surrounding resilient flooring selection in the healing environment. Let's talk about doing a test floor. Let me know of a convenient time for a 15-minute on-site or virtual meeting. Let's see how, you know, we can help our product solutions can help drive your yearly goals for today and the future in flexibility. Great. Well, Sandra, how can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to make an appointment to, to find out more about Armstrong and its products? I think the easiest way would be via email, and it's S is in Sam, Soraci, S-O-R-A-C-I, at armstrongflooring.com. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast today, Sandra. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Robert. And for our listeners out there, thank you again uh, for tuning in. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm-hmm.